What is going on? We have just finished week one of NFL football. What's going on? It is Coast Coast Podcast here coming up with a week one NFL recap. Uh, first of all, boys, how did we enjoy this weekend? Can't go wrong. Am I right? Terrible. Terrible. I mean, yeah. So some people might have. Hey, besides the Niners, it was fantastic sitting on the couch watching football, bro. I was I was plopped on the couch for ten hours. I did not move. It was awesome. <laughs> oh God, can't go wrong. But uh, I mean, you can't go wrong if Cam Newton's projected to be your quarterback uh, week three, according to some sources. But we'll see about that. I, I'd rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick, bro. Uh, that'd be sick. Jimmy G, though. Hey, Jimmy G, future Niner, nah, future Cowboy. I- I'm good. I'm good. I'd rather have people rush. We're going to need a first. Are we giving him up? But uh, let's talk about some games. Uh, first and foremost, uh, let's talk about this Bills-Rams game. I think the Bills came out as advertised in this game. We saw their two now star wide receivers, Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, uh, go absolutely off in this game. Uh, Josh Allen, nothing short of what he's been seen as. And the only consistent thing for the Rams was Cooper Cup is still what he was uh, just last season. Uh, kind of taking away from this game, uh, Carson, I'll ask you first, uh, how confident are you in the Bills, uh, you know, re- making a jump to a conclusion reaction? What do you think about the Bills now for this season? Um, the Bills look fantastic. Um, I think they, you know, along with the Chiefs, were the two best teams uh, of the first week. Uh, I probably maybe put like the Chargers at like a, you know, not a distant third, but definitely a little space at third. You know, we'll get to them. But the Bills looked incredible, man. I mean, them Chiefs did not miss a beat at all since the playoffs. Um, you know, really like a big statement. You know, the Rams, you know, they're getting the rings, they're flying the banner. You know, it's the home opener. It's SoFi. Um, and the Bills just did not care. You know, Mike Tomlin voice, you know, we do not care. And they stuck it to them. And I think that's a, a really, really good statement uh, to start the season, you know, coming in against the defending champs. And Josh Allen, you know, he's been doing his thing for the last couple of years, but he, like, really, really, really looked, like, in control. I know he had a couple picks, but, I, I mean, I don't really think those were all, you know, his fault, per se, you know, kind of just, like, off the hands, whatever. But he looked incredible uh, slicing up the a really, really good Rams defense and um, as for the Rams, I mean, they have legit problems. I mean, no one else seemed to really be able to get open too much besides Cup. Uh, you know, defense not looking as strong. And it's Stafford, man, I mean, I think that that elbow might be like an actual real concern. You know, we'll see. But uh, I think bottom line is the Bills look really, 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 really good. Like, and, and deserve to be, you know, they, they, it seems like they deserve all the preseason hype as, you know, one of, if not like the biggest. I mean, I think they were the odds on favorite for conference, Super Bowl. Um, it makes sense after watching them uh, on Thursday, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jose, I think Carson pretty much nailed it on the coffin. So I want to ask you about the team who was the runner up in the Super Bowl because Joe Burrow was mm. bad on Sunday. Five turnovers, yeah. four interceptions. Yeah. Uh, he had the most like turnovers and sacked by a quarterback since Delvin Hodges in 2019. If you guys know anything about Delvin Hodges, he was like the third string quarterback for the Steelers. It was terrible. And speaking yeah. of Steelers, they were playing the Steelers. And Minka Fitzpatrick gave him an ass whooping. Mr. Trubisky came out and won his debut. He was all over the field, bro. Jamar Chase, still him. But – when it yeah. comes down to it, Evan McPherson 
could not pull out those clutch genes. Jose, are you worried at all, or is Pittsburgh just going to continuously be that team to be a tough out? Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, Pittsburgh is kind of like a bully team, especially for a division rival who now has obviously a huge target on their backs. I mean, this is a team who went from literally worst to first in a matter of, what, like two or three seasons. And, I mean, this team, like every franchise wants to replicate what the Bengals did. And, I mean, they're coming for them. I mean, we saw we saw the offseason. Every team, you know, made moves. And I, I wouldn't be too worried. I mean, the Bengals, he, he still kind of pulled out a decent a decent little air raid offense in the end. I mean, Jamar Chase was super productive. Joe Mixon was, you know, was productive as well. I, w- I wouldn't be too worried. I think they'll come along. They'll figure out some of the kinks. Hopefully, T. Higgins can come back soon. And, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll figure that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Carson. Najee Harris, obviously they said they're going to take away a lot of snaps from him. Uh, only 10 rushes for 2.3 yards and then kind of was saved fancy-wise by a touchdown off two receptions for three yards. Uh, are you concerned that perhaps maybe the Steelers are looking to pass the ball a little bit more? Or do you think Najee's still going to have uh, those big, fancy, relevant games? Um, I think Najee's too talented to not, you know, break out and have some, you know, games every, you know, every now and then. But it is, it is definitely looking very concerning for anyone that did draft him, especially, you know, because he was going very, very high. I mean, you know, more passing, you know, they're taking away some reps. You know, he already got banged up. I mean, it's looking like he's probably going to play against the Patriots next week. Uh, you know, reports came back. You know, his injury wasn't as bad as people might have thought, but. Still, though, I mean, the offensive line is terrible. There's a lot of things working against Najee that, you know, a lot of other running backs in his kind of, you know, circle, per se, um, aren't having to deal with. So, yeah, it's definitely concerning. But I just want to say something about this game real quick. Man, there must have been some shots being taken before. Like, the last few moments of the war, it was just like watching some drunk heads, bro. Like, McPherson (laughs) missing that extra point or, or getting blocked, per se. It got blocked. Uh, you know, bad snap that could have won the game. Uh, Boswell with a doink. They got a doink and they still won, bro. That should not be allowed. That should not be allowed. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then McPherson, bro, what was that at the end? Oh, my gosh. It was, like, so far left. That was crazy. And this was the guy that was nailing playoff, you know, winning uh, field goals, yeah. like, literally a few months yeah. ago. And then we got this. I see it. This I know. Dude- watch the Super Bowl halftime instead of going into the locker room. And like, we know this man's got some swagger behind him, but. Uh, yeah, that was, that was drunk, bro. That was tried. Not but, a great um, start this season. Anyways. Yeah. But hey, I want to talk about a guy that Carson, maybe we got some truth with right now. A guy that you've been on for the start of his career. Dolphins with a 20 to seven victory over the New England Patriots. Um, kind of the first question I want to pose to you is, is this more of an impressive win for the Dolphins or do you think this is a bad sign for the Patriots? Cause they did not look great. Uh, bad sign for the Patriots. The Patriots were looking terrible all camp on uh, Mac Jones. You know, I, I don't know what his back injury is, but that, that was reported. Not really sure, you know, the details of that, but yeah, I mean the Dolphins, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the Dolphins just could have beat them way more. It seemed like Waddle Hill were always open 
um, you know, they should have really demolished the Patriots. And considering you know, like all that the Patriots have done to the Dolphins over the last like 20 years, you would think like Dolphins would want to come out, Tyree kill new weapons, you know, you know, new fancy offense to come out and stick it to them. But you know, it's 27, so you know, nothing crazy, you know, solid win, whatever. But Patriots definitely looking pretty, pretty bad. And I I definitely don't see them being nowhere near as good as they were they were last year. Yeah, Jose. What about this run game for the Dolphins? For a team getting one of the best run game coordinators in the NFL and Mike McDaniel, they ran for 2.8 yards a carry on 23 carries, which that's not going to cut it. But yeah. what do we think? That's the Dolphins' way, though. That's the Dolphins' way. Like, they're not going to run. They're not going to run very efficiently. They're going to, you know, run when they can, get their, you know, their three yards or four yards, you know, dump offs to Chase Edmonds or whatever. But, it's not the Dolphins' way. It's a good thing that they have two, you know, good receivers on the outside and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, so and I think they'll be all right. It's unfortunate because uh, they also have two great offensive linemen, Teron Armstead and Connor Williams was apparently a PFF dog this week. Uh, the unfortunate thing, though, is their starting right tackle. Um, Austin Jackson is apparently have a potential serious injury, which who knows, because he's the blindside guy for Tua, so – as being a right tackle over there. Yeah, why don't they put Teron Armstead over there? Because he's been a left tackle. So, I mean, it's, it's hard. But to what did that make more sense to, to put him onto his blind side? I think it's a lot more tactical issue than, like, than we think, like just switching them over. Like, it's not that easy. I know, yeah. like, Panay Sewell had a hard time at first, and, like, especially as a veteran in Teron Armstead, like, yeah, that's true. Than, than it seems. Um, yeah. We got to talk about Saquon. I mean, we're going to talk about him in a minute, but this Giants team under Brian Dable was able to win against, sure, the number one seed in the AFC last year. But uh, this team did not, you know, bring a lot to be excited about. Uh, Jose, what are your thoughts about the Giants and just the Titans as well? Because uh, both teams were interesting. Because I could see both of these teams being uh, bottom feeders of their division despite – and the win by the Giants. Yeah, it was so it was so refreshing to see Saquon, you know, running with some like authority. He was lowering his shoulder on guys, absolutely looking, you know, unfazed by anything. And I mean, the burst was still there. Like he was hitting holes that weren't even there. I saw a play where he had a tight end uh, pulling to the left, and the hole had not even opened yet, but he still hit it hard. And as soon as he got there, it just a little crease opened, and he he was gone. Like. Just absolutely amazing patient running from Saquon. And if he stays healthy this season, man, it, it's it's finally time, bro. Like, he's still in his prime. He's only, like, 25, 26. Yep. So it's really just up to, you know, his, his knee health. But as far as the Titans, Derrick Henry might have zero PPR value. <laughs> like, absolutely zero. I mean, Dontrell Hilliard went off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hilliard had three receptions for 60 yards and two touchdowns. And Henry was just, you know, pure, pure rush. He's like the Damian Harris of this team. Nothing else, just rushing. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, I think we'll definitely still see a lot more bigger games from him. But the PPR value is concerning, uh, to say the least. Robert Woods, though, only two catches. Carson, uh, if Traylon Burks doesn't step up, where do you see this Titans team going? nowhere i do not see them going i completely agree with you what you said at the top of this like 
you know, Giants, great win. You know, it was awesome seeing Saquon and everybody, uh, you know, kind of, you know, latch on to Brian Dable for his first win. Um, but I just still don't really see these teams uh, really still going anywhere. But at least the Giants, the Giants have a little bit more hope to me. Uh, but the Titans, yeah, I think, you know, they go from the first seed last year. And, yeah, I, they could be pretty, pretty bad. Because, yeah, Woods, he's coming off that injury. Um, yeah, you said Traylon, Traylon Brooks, if he doesn't do anything. I mean, Henry, they're just going to, you know, everybody is just going to be stacking the box against Henry because T Tannehill is a guy that I think we've all, you know, defended the last, you know, couple of years. He's actually been a really solid quarterback for most of his tenure on the Titans. But I just think, I think those days are behind him and he's not really going to be the guy um, that we're used to seeing because it's going to be tough for him, you know, lack of, you know, solid receivers. And then if Henry's not Henry, then what is this team? Like I've, that's been their identity the last couple of years, like Tannehill, you know, solid on play action, you know, decent quarterback, Henry's killing it. And their defense is really solid. But when you take away Henry, like kind of the heart and soul of your team, it's like, what's, what's really left for the Titans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it just doesn't for the Titans, it doesn't bode well because they lost their top pass rusher and Harold Landry for the entire season. Caleb Farley was this guy that was projected to come in and be, you know, an impact starter right away. And it's looking like he's on the Jeff Akuda path, which shout out Jeff Akuda though. He played a great game on Devontae Smith, held him to zero catches, but uh, it's not looking good out there for Tennessee because uh, they're in that weird territory. Like you see in the NBA where you're a mediocre team, where if you don't lose enough, you're not going to get the draft pick you need. So well, it's yeah. just there. Uh, move on. Just a couple more games to talk on. Uh, a player we got to talk on that we've all been high on. And the Packers didn't put their best goddamn corner on him for the whole game because they think he's got too much of an ego problem. But Jamal, uh, Justin Jefferson torched those division rival Packers. Aaron Rodgers looked terrible. It was just not a good overall game. But what's the limit for Justin Jefferson, Jose? Fucking the moon, bro. Literally. <laughs> 11 targets, bro. 11 targets. The, his, a career high in yards. In his first game, his literal first game of the season, like, it's ridiculous. There was no one else on this team that really did anything. I mean, Dalvin Cook was all right, but Adam Thielen had three catches. Everyone else was under, you know, three or under. Justin Jefferson is this entire offense, like, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Like, he had a Devontae Adams performance from last year. Literally. Mm -hmm. 100%. Or Cooper Cup performance, you know? Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, Carson, let's take a look at the Green Bay side. Obviously, they're saying Aaron Rodgers already in midseason form with the eye roll and the frustration. I mean, his top receiver was A.J. Dillon, which no disrespect to A.J. Dillon, but that's not the kind of player you want to be your top receiver. Um like Christian Watson, I remember texting the group chat, dropped a wide open touchdown pass. Um, they yeah. just don't have a guy that they can go to. Like it just doesn't like Robert Tunyon, you know, coming off an injury. It was a couple of years ago. I had a little bit more faith, but it's like, if they can't pound the ball in the run game, what are they going to do? And I don't know. Talk a little bit about the Packers. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to completely write off the Packers just yet. I think they will be, you know, definitely a little bit better, you know, come second half once Rodgers has time to, you know, develop that chemistry with, you know, 
a bunch of new receivers, but yeah, it was looking rough out there, man. They they just really, really struggled um, to move the ball. Shout out uh, Zadarius Smith on the Vikings now. He was really getting after it, you know, obviously playing with a lot of heart considering he's playing against his old team. But yeah, Rodgers just, I mean, Rodgers just didn't play well. They really, really, really struggled, like I said, to move the ball. Um, you know, Jones was okay. You know, Dylan, Dylan was really their whole offense. Like you said, Liam, he was a beast. But, um, you know, the Packers end up being, you know, really mediocre this year. I think that first play of the game with Watson dropping that wide open touchdown would just be like yeah. the thesis statement, like the epitome of, you know, this season for the Packers, like the kind of the, the worst nightmare for them coming into uh, coming into this season that Rodgers just, you know, won't be able to figure out, uh, figure it out with his receivers. But uh, I'm not going to write them off just yet. They still have a really good defense. Bakhtiari coming back. Um, that they clearly missed him a lot this game. Um, that's for sure. And, um, but still, I mean, I think the receivers that that's just something that Rogers just has to work through. I mean, you got just stop rolling your eyes and you just gotta, you know, try, try and get better. I don't think they're going to keep playing this bad, but definitely their ceiling does not look, um, it definitely does not look as high as, you know, the last you know three years for sure. Yeah. Definitely looks, looks much lower. And if he's trying to push this narrative that he's the greatest of all time, he's got to show that, you know, Tom Brady in his last season in New England had zero help. And, uh, you know, they fell short in the playoffs in the opening round. Aaron Rodgers needs to go out there and show that, hey, I didn't have any other weapons and I would still be able to be successful. And like you said, he's got a top five defense. Uh, it's absolutely nasty. They got all pro caliber players on every level of this defense. Um, with yeah. Campbell at linebacker, a guy like Kenny Clark and Rashawn Gary on the D line, uh, and Jair Alexander, Dander, uh, Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos, and a couple other dogs. They got the best, probably three corner group in the NFL. Uh, crazy enough. So, we'll hey, see. Wait, real quick, I, I want to say I forgot to mention this real quick. Another reason why I'm not really going to wrap the Packers is because. The rest of the NFC did not look that good either. I mean, you look at the AFC, it's like the Bills looked incredible. Like the uh, the Chiefs looked incredible. The Chargers looked really good. But you look at the NFC, who really played that well this week? I mean, the Cardinals got destroyed. You know, we, we don't have to talk about the Cowboys. The Bucs did not look strong at all. Um, Niners got destroyed by Yeah, the Niners. Yeah, the Niners are looking yeah. really, really bad. I mean, the, the Eagles, Eagles won I mean, by three against the Lions. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, good offense or whatever. Yeah, exactly. They barely beat them. You know, the Rams got cooked. So it's like, it's still, I mean, I, the best NFC team was the Vikings. And do we really think the Vikings are going to make it to the Super Bowl? Like with Kirk Cousins, it's just, it's still so wide open in the NFC that it's like, at the end of the day, it's Rodgers. But still, like, it's just, that was probably the biggest theme for me from the weekend was like the NFC just looked really, really bad. Like, like really bad. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're just going to do some rapid-fire ones just to kind of end it off. Jose, the Chiefs put on an absolute clinic against the Cardinals, uh, made this team look like a JV team out there, essentially. Um, mm -hmm. Looking at this Chiefs team, uh, are you putting them higher than the Bills, or is it – like, why do you – what do you put those teams – you have to put one at one and the other at two today. What do you mm. – I think it's kind of hard to say, you know, which one's one or which one's two. I definitely say they're both in the first tier of teams. Uh, if I had to take an offense versus an offense, I think I would still take the Bills. But, I mean, I just can't really doubt Mahomes like that, especially in big-time plays or big-time moments like that. So, 
the Chiefs made a statement game. Mahomes showed that he can, you know, he doesn't need Tyreek Hill. You know, he can still he can still ball out with Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco mm-hmm. if he needs to. So yep, doesn't matter. Absolute statement game from the Chiefs. Yeah, and and I think Mahomes is like one of the least blitz quarterbacks in the NFL. They blitzed him over 50% of the time. And if you don't know anything about that, Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks essentially of all time when it comes to being under pressure like that. Uh, he's like 27 and four in his career, uh, like touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, don't blitz Mahomes because he can move around inside the pocket, accuracy, all that stuff. Uh, that's what it's all about. And nice seeing some new weapons out there in Kansas City. A little change of pace. Um, Carson, yeah. let's talk real quick about the Chargers in the Raiders game. Um, not a great performance by the Raiders uh, at all. Uh, Derek Carr wow. played very poor. Uh, had two fumbles, but didn't lose any of them. But three interceptions as well. Uh, this Chargers team, I know we're all high on. What What are your thoughts after this first game? Um, my thoughts are that I I the Chargers up there with the Chiefs and the Bills just yet. Even though I I thought the defense looked really really good. I mean holding you know, a really potent Raiders offense. So, you know, under 20, I think is, is very impressive. But uh, the reason I don't put them up there with those two other teams is that like, they really should have like, you know, really stuck it to the Raiders. The fact that they let the Raiders kind of hang in there and claw in and, and, and keep it close and, you know, potentially, you know, take over this game late. They ended up not doing it, but still, it shouldn't have been as close, but I mean, Herbert looks fantastic. The defense, I mean, Khalil Mack, really stepped up against his old team. That was really cool to see. Um, Where are we? Yeah. Yes. You talk about him, bro. Talk about him. Uh, over Zach, he's just all over the place. I mean, when he's healthy, he's the best safety in the NFL. It's it's hard to not want to, like, go against that point. Because uh, yeah, there's not typical. many other safeties that can move around the field and be dynamic in so many places as he is. You could put him at edge, probably, and he could do some work. Like, I think he's kind of in that category of a Micah Parsons to where they can just impact the game on so many levels. Like, it's insane. Um, crazy to see. Yeah. Shout out to Asante Samuel Jr., though. Got, got his Yes, uh, yes. I forgot Bryce Callahan's on this roster. He's one of the best slot corners in the NFL. Uh, shout out to this team. And even oh, that had a good game, Jackson. too. J.C. Jackson would have been putting in some work on Devontae. I mean, Devontae going to get his, but J.C. Jackson yeah. is probably the second best corner in the NFL when he's healthy, so. Mr. INT, but uh, yeah, their defense looked really good. Otherwise, none of the other games this week were kind of too eye popping. I mean, we got a tie to start the season off. Yeah, um, no one wanted <laughs> to win that game, bro. Yeah, no, there's one. always a tie, though. There's always one tie. And hey, um, shout out Lamar. Shout out Lamar. I mean, it's the Jets, but Lamar looked awesome. Yeah, always love yep. to see it. We'll get into the Ravens in a second, and then Seahawks upset Russ just a couple uh, minutes ago as we're recording this. Uh, not too surprised though, because it's in it's at, um, what's it called? Seahawks territory. They were aggressive towards that guy. Uh, the twelve, the twelve better than three meme was hella funny. Uh, they're holding the signs up, but uh, nonetheless, though, let's dig into this first week one team of the week in fantasy. Just looking at the regular standard like PPR lineup that you would bring. QB one Patrick Mahomes. Just talked about him. RB one Saquon Barkley. RB two Jonathan Taylor. And then our wide receiver one and wide receiver two, they probably finished in these positions a million times last year. Justin Jefferson, yeah. up alike. Uh, tight end, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Devontae Adams, the flex. 
Um, defensive special teams, we got the Steelers absolutely dominating um, the Bengals. And kicker, one of the most loved guys in the league, Young Way Koo. Uh, and then bring that total to 20, uh, 263.2 on the season. Honestly, you know, not those big 300-point games that we see sometimes, but it'll come. And then look at some busts of the week, uh, guys that went way below their average uh, projected. Mike Williams with just three points. Uh, he's going to get his own, though. I know Keenan Allen got a little banged up during that game. Um, yeah. Cam Akers, zero points. A lot of fancy man- managers mad about that. Aaron Rodgers, like we said, 3.7 points, not a good game. Kamara is a little concerning, 7.6 points, because this team likes to throw the ball downfield with Jameis. Uh, Derrick Henry, like we said, in standard, he's that, he's that guy, but in PPR, maybe not, 8.2 points. And CeeDee Lamb, now without his quarterback, 4.9 points. It's not going to be pretty out there in Dallas. And uh, we'll see who the signal caller is uh, in these next couple of weeks. But uh, 